1: Shalom, Israel. This is Bishop Nathaniel. I want you to know that you can view all our Sabbath classes live on IUIC TV. That's right. I said on IUIC TV. Download the app today. Shalom. Tune in. It's the power hour. I said learn your family history. Don't be a coward. Yeah, just the It's
2: the power hour. You hour, tune in to your history You know it ain't no history 5 hour, 11 hour You know you're true
3: Praise to the Most High We back, we back Alright, last week we had a replay Alright, but we are back at it live So with that, remember the call-in number 516-531-9797 is scrolling along the streamer At the bottom of uh, the screen there Alright, in that lower third 516-531-9797 Questions, comments, topic uh, About the topic Feel free to call in Uh don't forget to donate to the Booster Club, all right? Traveling is, is starting up again. We got Deacon Isaac, Captain Get Alaya over in Africa uh, presently, all right? They were doing some shows and stuff today. Uh, We're hitting uh, Jamaica next month, Lord's Will. Uh, Northern Kingdom is looking into either... We might do a double. We're trying to do either Guatemala and Belize, because they're close to each other, or Ecuador sometime maybe before the summer's over, Lord's Will. It all depends on these travel restrictions. So, um, traveling is bumping up again, and uh, we definitely can use the support of the Booster Club, all right? So, that's also uh, streaming along the bottom of your screen there, right? Fundraising at IsraelUnite.org. So, what what do you got for me from last week, right? Remember, I said pull those links up. It's, it's really bothering me that I sound like I'm talking through a. I
4: think only you could tell, though.
3: I know, but it's throwing me off. Right. I think it has something to do with the mix. Wait, oh, now it's starting to sound different. Did you do something over there? Oh, no. Now it's, now it's back. What? Are you, like, doing something from there, or does it have to be done in here with the mixer? I
4: adjusted you slightly. Yeah. But, um, it, it, I mean, that sounds good on our
3: end. That sounds terrible to me. I don't know. But all right. I'm sorry, sir. That's okay. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry. I'm going to roll with it and try to make it work. It's throwing me off because I'm not used to that. I'm used to, like, the way it makes me sound. But it's all right. I'll work with it. No, not that. Let me get the uh, the Easter stuff. Right. So last time we did the live show, I was talking about the um, the Holy Week and all the lies that you passing. So you know, not that. The clips. Nope, not that one. I'm sorry. Have them ready. But there was uh, there were other ones there. I don't know if you if don't look like you have them. I only see Wiki. Yeah, we can talk about there. Yeah, those are them. Those are them. Okay. What else we got there? The days of the holy week. Okay. All right. And then I think for the last one, I had said I only wanted one thing on that, right? Uh, I, I might have put a note that in on this particular link, I can't remember exactly what it was. Let me look it up. Hold on. Let me look it up. Uh, on that particular link. I said there was only one thing I want. I only want the part that says symbols of Easter. So it'll say something like... There we go. Yeah, so have that one ready there. Okay. So. um, And then you have the one that says the Easter season. All right. So, uh, you know, when we did the last show, uh, everybody was enjoying some of the information that came out. I want to make sure that we stay in uh, finishing this up before we segue into some of the other stuff. Uh, even though some time has passed with Easter Sunday, what they call Easter Sunday, uh, passing through. So I'm going to start with this one. It's it's off the flow that I had initially, but I'm going to start with this one. And we'll read a little bit about this. And it's so important that we understand these origins because I know I, I don't know if they were doing it with cuts from the street this year. And they were asking people to explain why they celebrate Easter and things like that. But I mean, you think if you ask like just somebody random they're not going to know like why they're really celebrating it. They're going to say, Oh, the resurrection of Christ. Uh, you know, you ask them about the Easter bunny. They're going to be all, you know, Mm -hmm. all over the place. Like they don't, there's really no understanding. I never really understood what I I knew. It has something to do supposedly with the resurrection of Christ. And I grew up, uh, Catholic. And then, uh, but I never knew the other aspects of it. Where the Easter Bunny came from? What's the deal with the eggs? Right. I mean, as a kid, I wanted my candy. Right. You know, I wanted the chocolate and the. I didn't like the what's the little birds? The peeps? Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, I didn't like those. I, I like the Cadbury cream eggs when I was in that wickedness. Mm. That's what I used to. That's what I used to eat. But anyway, so we were going over last show about um, Easter and its origins, and we were showing American gods, and we were talking about. Um, The idolatry. Let me get that in, uh, is it 1 Timothy 4 and 1? Mm -hmm. Let's get that real quick so we can uh, get the sense. And yes, we are live. I see uh, Jinx 1984. This is live. It's not a replay. It is not a replay.
4: The book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. Now the spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter times, some shall depart from
3: the faith. Right. So it says expressly, meaning it's very, it's very specific. It's very emphasized that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. I mean, damn near all of us, uh, when we were blinded, right? Mm -hmm. But obviously there's a remnant of us waking up, keeping these things. So it says, uh, they shall depart from the faith, which is the real faith, which is keeping the law statutes and commandments and the faith of Christ that he would return and redeem us from our enemies. All right. As Israelites, that's the faith. That's the simple way to speak about our faith. Go ahead.
4: Giving heed to seducing
3: spirits. So giving heed to seducing spirits. All right. So we were talking about the last show, uh, part one to this, when we did the lies, my pastor told me we were talking about what? Those seducing spirits. One of them strongly is Easter. Mm -hmm. All right. We went into a little bit about the technology, how that's a seducing spirit. Right. You have, Excuse me, the internet, globalism, things of that nature, but Easter's one of those seducing spirits because almost all of us would celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Like Easter, even if you didn't go to church, but you professed that you were Christian or Catholic, you you it's two times a year you was always in church. Mm-hmm. Christmas and Easter, at the very least, at the very least. I remember we we would go to church and then we would go all we all dressed up. And we would go to like the park or whatever, or to the cookout or whatever it was. And I remember just being uncomfortable. I was like, damn, man, I got to play in these dressed up clothes. Like, I want right. to change my outfit mm-hmm. after this and whatnot. And I was, you were all in it for the food. You were all in it for everything but what it was really about. Read that part again. Giving heed to
4: seducing
3: spirits. Right. Why was it seducing? You have to understand, when you think about seduction, it's like a person. It's, it's, uh,. It's a coercion into it, right? Mm-hmm. Can we look up seduce or seduction so we can get the sense? Seduction definition. Let's look that up real quick. Let's look that up. Hey, and y'all jump in and talk, man. Don't just sit here. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Understood. All right. <laughs> I don't need y'all just adding heat to the room, all right? Yeah. The act of seducing someone. Let's go, go, go. let's see what else they got. Yeah, go to to Webster. Let's see what. Okay, well, right. Everybody thinks about the the sexual aspect. Uh, Something that seduces. Here's the, I like the third part. We're going to go back to where it says temptation. But it says something that attracts or charms, all right? So it's a seducing spirit. And you think about it from, from the childhood up it's attractive to you it charms you when something charms you it means like it seems like it's innocent enough Uh like there's no there's no ill intent behind it there's no malice right it entices you it entices you right so how how do we get enticed oh it's an easter egg hunt oh it's the it's the chocolates it's the candies it's for the kids the family gets together let's have the easter ham then they, they they even went further Breaking the dietary law Making sure Because it had to be ham too Right Because it was Easter It had to be ham Where the hell did that come from Right right. It had to be the Easter ham When they came with that stuff Right So It says It's something that attracts or charms Put uh, seduces Let's click on that Alright Temptation Alright That's going with enticing Something that seduces And here's what it is Alright It says mm. To persuade to disobedience or disloyalty it's a persuasion it's a persuasion when we had shown that clip all right and maybe we'll show it again when when she talks about you know the, all, uh, the cards and everything but he gets all the prayers right when they spoke about the, the fake Jesus we'll come back to that in a moment to disobedience or disloyalty read the first part of this verse again that's why it goes into that come on now the spirit speaketh
4: expressly. That in the latter time some shall depart from the faith.
3: Right. So it says that some shall depart from the faith. How? By what mechanism? Come on.
4: Giving heed to seducing
3: spirits. Because when you give heed means you entertain it. Mm -hmm. That you take it in and then you actually start applying it. You give it enough consideration that it changes your behavior. So it persuades you to disobedience. Because you give heed. That's why it says you would depart the faith. Because our faith is the keeping of the commandments. Remember in James, he says, I'll show you my faith by my works.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So our faith is the keeping of the commandments. We keep them because we believe what God has said, the promises that he made, both good ones to prosper us and the bad ones. Because it was a promise to us too. Deuteronomy twenty eight fifteen 15 through 68. So, like, hey, if you jack up, this is what you're going to get. Right. right. Kind of like when you were a kid and like, God, boy, if you do that one more time, I swear I'm gonna beat that ass. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a promise. Yes, <laughs> That's a promise. So it says to persuade to disobedience or disloyalty, to lead astray, usually by persuasion or false promises. That's
1: not like Satan. I mean, that's what he did with Eve. Uh, that's that's exactly what it was.
3: Yes. Yes. It was a seduction. It was a You too will be like gods. That's a job. And and meanwhile, Adam was already set up as a god. Right. So he was persuading in that way. To carry out the physical... Okay, so see, I like how this one puts the uh, intercourse part at the end because a lot of times you think seduction and you think strictly Mm -hmm. sexual relations Mm -hmm. and you seduce somebody into that. It says attract, but that persuasion, all right, to lead astray, to depart from the faith. Come on. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Right, and doctrines of devils, letting you know that there would be doctrines behind all of this. And that people would go ahead, <coughs> excuse me, and be persuaded to to follow these things. Um, get me that in Colossians about um, philosophies and vain deceits. Get me that in Colossians.
1: This is the book of Colossians, chapter 2, and verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Right, so uh, Isis Price says, does this also apply to people? Yes,
3: so it's not just... The doctrine in and of itself, okay? But it's talking about men as well that will do that. Read that again. Beware, lest any
1: man spoil Beware, you. Beware,
3: lest any man spoil you. Lead you astray. Cause you to be disobedient. Come on. Through philosophy and vain deceit. Through philosophies. Remember, we we broke down. I mean, if you tuned in uh, when we did part one to this a couple weeks back, we were talking about how seminary right these pe- these pastors these people right mm-hmm. these pastors and priests that they go to these seminary schools philosophy is a foundation of that and so that philosophy is there and philosophy is all about just to sum it up real briefly philosophy is all about posing questions to detract you from really finding truth in essence under the guise of that you should ponder and consider all these things mm-hmm. so it'll be like well Here's here's a philosophical question in relation to the Bible. I'm going to be very specific. Do you think it's right that God told Joshua to go in and kill all those people to take the land? Hmm.
0: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country Community safe if you are ready for a new mission join u.s border patrol and go beyond learn more at cbp.gov slash careers
3: you're gonna serve a god like that do you think it's right see that's philosophy because it don't matter what we think is right or wrong that's, that's right. what god said to do that's right his thoughts are not our thoughts his ways are higher than our ways uh-huh. so they they try to in Throw these things in there and say, oh, so do you think it's right that, uh, you know, you, you stop celebrating these holidays that were for the kids and that you grew up in all the time and take that from them. That's philosophy. And then that philosophy now makes you ponder into that vanity of deception. It says it's vain deceit because there's nothing behind it. There's nothing for you. Right. It takes away those answers that you have, that comfort that you have in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Someone said Christianity is very seducing. I grew up being one until uh, yes, it is. It is. Rashonda Martinez. I grew up Catholic first, from kindergarten to eighth grade. I was in Catholic school. I was an altar boy. Was never touched.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: know, with all the catholics, everybody be like, "Were you touched?" <laughs> no, I was never touched. All right, but I was an altar boy. All right, and then I was even gonna go to Catholic high school. If I could have afforded it, I couldn't afford it because pops had bounced. I couldn't afford it because pops bounced. But I would have went to Catholic high school. I got accepted into all the Catholic high schools that I had applied to. And and I but at that point, by the eighth grade, I was already kind of questioning stuff. You start Mm -hmm. to reason for yourself. Like, why the hell they got me praying to uh, statues? You know, I would go and do confession. And then they'd be like, damn, why, you know, yeah, go. So I would have to go and stand. okay, say 10 Hail Marys. I'd have to go in front of the hill, the Mary statue and say 10 Hail Marys. And then go in front of the one of Christ and say to our father like five times. And that was my penance. And like, All right. supposedly I was forgiven mm-hmm. for whatever it had I had done. Right. I think I've said this story before, just yeah. to show you how seducing this thing is. I remember one time I went into confession and I had nothing to confess. Like. It was like a good week. I didn't do nothing bad. And I made something up because I felt pressured to go and pray. I actually made, I lied and said I did some sin. Right. Because I didn't want to walk out of there and not be the one uh, praying. Right. Like everybody else. Because I felt, but I'm like, maybe like in fifth or sixth grade when this happened. Mm-hmm. So to go to so show you the power of that seducing spirit, right. Christianity is power. I wanted to feel like everybody else. Right. I said, damn, I didn't do nothing bad, according to what they were telling me was bad. I mean, obviously, I wasn't keeping Sabbath. I was eating pork like crazy, right? <laughs> like, just chuleta, frita, and penning, and all that <laughs> stuff, right? But then I look into that, and I'm like, man, I actually lied. About about committing sins so that I could go and pray so everybody could see me come out and hit the statues and pray,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? So it, it it goes to show you what we go into. Look, and then uh, Isis Price I never understood how they had the authority to tell people that. You're right. I don't think any of us understood it, but we went with it anyway. Right? And Catholicism is the worst form of Christianity, but make no mistake about it, it is Christianity, right? I mean, right. it's all evil. Uh, it, it, c- Catholicism is the father of all those denominations in Christianity.
1: Yes, sir. Right?
3: So go back, read this again in Colossians. Finish Colossians.
1: Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy in vain deceit. Right? It says, Beware,
3: beware.
1: Meaning caution,
3: warning. Mm-hmm. And why would you have to have caution? You would think in the surface of your mind, hey, hey, I've always said this, right? Like if, if the devil came to you in the typical way that they tell you that he supposedly looks like, right? right. Red with horns and a pitchfork, right? Mm-hmm. And says, follow me. Nobody's going to follow you. So it, it comes in a form where it's a seducing spirit. It's a beguiling spirit that, that it entices
1: you into something. Hey Deke, you seen that movie Devil's Advocate? Yeah. Remember when uh Albert Young, he like, they never see me come. He said, see you. They yeah. see me they see you come to me, me. They don't they never see me They
3: never coming. see me coming. That's powerful right there. See, now I gotta go watch that again. I think I think it's on Netflix. I put it in the list. Okay. I remember throwing that throwing that in the back in the day. He said, They never see me coming.
1: Or right, he gonna come deceptive. <laughs>
3: right. right. The meaning he's going to come and it's going to be philosophies and vain deceit. So it's funny when people say that they don't worship the devil. But worshiping Satan means anything opposed to the scriptures. Right. So when you're celebrating Christmas, they say, oh, I'm not worshiping. That's not why I keep it. That's not right. why I keep Easter. That's right. not why I keep Christmas. Right. It don't matter if that's what you believe, why you don't keep it. You're still doing it. And when
4: they say that, they're, they're caught up in that seduction. Yes, that's they caught up that in seduction. that seduction.
3: People. They caught up and they caught up in that deceit. It's mm-hmm. deceptive. Go ahead. Finish that up. After the rudiments of the world. After what the world says and not what the Bible says, right? Right. And we've gone into rudiments. We broke that word down. And it's saying, like, it's pieces of it. Just enough so that it seems believable. Just enough so that it seems realistic. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's not the whole, right? It's like... uh, I don't even want to say it's like diet soda. Because diet soda, actually, they've gotten the flavor pretty good. But it's like... It's just... It's, it's not substance, all right? It, it's enough to make you think and to fool you into it, but it's not, right? It's kind of like virtual reality, right? Now that's becoming like a big thing. Right. Feel real, right? right? You put on them, them Oculus or whatever it is that they got, people bugging out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but there's it's worse than that, though, because you know, right, that you have something on your face, that you have this thing, and that is right. not real, right? Yeah. But it feels real. And that's what happens with these seducing spirits. It feels real enough. Right. This philosophy, this vain deceit, it feels real enough that it persuades you in the process of time to just move on further and further away from this. Right. the parting from the faith. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Read after the rudiments
1: of the world and not after Christ
3: and not after Christ, because that's your set point. That's your guidepost. right? Right. You have to measure everything against the fullness, the stature and measure of Christ. And we're all striving to grow up into that. Mm-hmm. So it's important that, and where do you get that example? You got to be careful with that because they'll pervert Christ. Right. Where's that? Where it says uh, if they preach uh, another Jesus.
2: Right
3: there. Okay, get
4: that. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. You want to start at three? Yeah, go ahead. It's because you were mentioning this earlier. Uh, verse three. But I fear lest by any means As the serpent
3: beguiled Eve See that? It says I fear lest by any means Paul is telling them I'm letting you know that this What we read in 1 Timothy 4 What we read in uh, Colossians 2 Is letting you know He says "I, I fear if by any means Just as the serpent beguiled Eve So he's giving you that example To bring that nature to your win. It's like you said officer with the devil's advocate They never see me coming they see you coming a mile away. They never see me coming. Read that verse again. But I fear,
4: lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve, through his subtility.
3: Right, through his subtlety. Through his subtlety. It says, so what does that mean to be subtle? It means it's not going to be a smack in the face. Right, right. It's not going to be so obvious and evident that what you're worshiping is evil. That what you're worshiping will destroy your soul. That it will eat away out you. It comes in its subtlety. It's for the children. Oh, it's just family getting together.
1: Right.
3: But at the end of the day, you're still getting it. I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna show you that when we show the clip again from uh with Easter from um American Gods. All right, go ahead, read on. So your mind
4: should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in
3: Christ. And he's letting you know, listen, the it's so simple. It's so simple. It's actually complicated all this stuff to pull you away from right. Christ.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: This is why a lot of times when these people try to come at us, you have these Christian groups, you have these apologists that try to refute this stuff. Man, i tell you, you had Mark Riser the other day, have a clip up. And supposedly he's that these Christians, they're so desperate because people are leaving the church. People don't want to believe in that in their in their hocus pocus mm-hmm. that they're hiring these guys to train them on how to deal with us. Mm-hmm. All right. They're hiring these guys to train them on how to deal with us. And what I mean, I don't mean BHI. I I mean real Israelites, okay? (laughs) Because BHI, they cut up all day. And there's this segment where Mark Riser is there. And he's telling them, look, Deuteronomy 28, 68 is the crux of their thing. He had a whole bunch of other scriptures on. He didn't have time to get to it. right? They gave him like 12 minutes or whatever to go through his spiel. Mm -hmm. And... I'm going to tell you how complicated it is for him to try to disprove right. the scriptures. He had to pull 3 Maccabees, which is not canon, right? He even said it. It's not canon. It's not part of the KJV and the Bible. that we, I never even heard of a 3 Maccabees until he said it. Uh-huh. All right. And he had to try to pull and, and he even says it, you know, this is 3 Maccabees. It's not canon, but we, I'm going to use it anyway to show you how to to try to refute Deuteronomy
1: 28, 68. You got to go outside the Bible to try that.
3: Yes, okay. and he went way outside of it. <laughs> they started making. So it I, I say that point to say that the simplicity in Christ is evident. in right. what it is. Right, you right. You have to realize that that's heavy when Paul says that. Read that read that again from the top
4: but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through the through his su- subtlety
3: Th- As the serpent beguiled Eve as the serpent seduced Eve through his subtlety come on
4: so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity. That is in Christ.
3: Your mind, if you if you stay in the simplicity that's in Christ, your mind will be incorruptible. If you let the Bible speak, right, let God be true and every man a liar, you'll be all right. Mm. But what happens is, is when you start to let in these things and they complicate it, right? Mm-hmm. In Christ, it's simple. Mm-hmm. This is what the curses say. Well, this is why we don't need to go through all these great lengths. Right. The the most high said he's the one that closed our eyes, so then it reasons then that he's the one that's going to open them.
0: Right.
1: right.
3: We just plant and water, but it's God that gives the increase.
1: That's
3: right. It's not up to us to convince or persuade anybody to believe. Because the simplicity that in Christ is, you hear this word, it's gonna resonate with you. Right. You hear this word, you're going to start to repent and keep these commandments.
4: My sheep hear my voice. My
3: sheep hear my voice. So that simplicity that's in Christ. Even though it's a, because it's so simple, mm-hmm. it, you get that element of it's too good to be true. There's got to be more to this. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Yeah. No, I can't believe that this is right.
1: right I can't
3: believe that this is, no, no, no. That just, damn, it's been right there in front of my face all this time and I never saw it that way. Right. And you start to doubt. <laughs> and that's that subtlety. Mm-hmm. That's that beguiling. That's that vain deceit. That's that philosophy. That's right. That's those seducing spirits. And that's how it comes at you. Come on.
4: For if he, for if he that cometh preaches another Jesus.
3: And this is how they stepped up their simplicity. So like I said, Mark Reiser and the like, they got to go and jump through all these hoops to try to disprove what we, what we say, what the Bible says and what we teach. That in and of itself with these warnings that we have in the scriptures should be like, man, I'm not even trying to listen to you or deal with you or hear what you got to say. I've had enough of that. Hey, like Trump said, what do you got to lose? You tried all this all those years. What do you got to lose by the simplicity that's in Christ? You got nothing to lose and everything to gain. What you're going to lose is your worldly life. You're going to lose the oppression. You're going to lose the corruptibility of your mind. Right. Right. And you're going to be building up that. That inner man, that hidden man, which mm-hmm. is built after Christ in the scriptures, right? Read, read this verse again. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus. Right, so letting you know that someone would come and preach another Jesus. When this happened, how would that be possible that they would preach another Jesus? They were only one Jesus at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And then during the time that he was writing this, he already rose, resurrected. So this is foresight to let you know Someone would come to preach another form of Christ And in this time it started with saying That the second resurrection had come already Mm -hmm. That you still had to do the sacrifice. All the different things that you read As Paul traveled that he dealt with Right Right, But we understand according to 1st Timothy 4 That in the latter days it would be magnified Mm -hmm. From what it started as here So we have the warnings This is why in Colossians it said beware Read that again
4: for if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus.
3: So it said, if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus. This was before Catholicism was uh, was invented. This was before uh, Christianity and all its forms and all the counsels they had were pushed. Right. And he's giving you that foresight to let you know. And notice he started it with saying, listen, it's going to be a beguiling the same way Satan beguiled Eve in his subtlety. I'm trying to prepare you so that this is recorded for the generations to come to be able to combat this. Right. Come on. For
4: if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached.
3: He said whom we have not preached, meaning based on what the scripture says, based on the way the Bible says. All right. Come on.
4: Or if you receive another
3: spirit, which ye have not received. And he said you might receive another spirit. They might not even come in the form of Christ. That other spirit is going to be those things. Now, when you look in these latter days, these different religions, no, 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 we have Christ. But then what do they do? This is why it goes into the physical. A lot of times, no, that's not talking about the physical appearance. It absolutely goes into the physical appearance. Right, right. Absolutely. Because the physical appearance goes into his heritage. It goes into his lineage. How interesting that they always glaze over that. When you read in Matthew, how it gives who his generations were. Genealogy They give you the genealogy But everybody don't want that part They just want you to jump to virgin birth So that he's for all nations all right. He has no appearance and all that so, the, so what he looked like matters What he preached matters What it says to this day And how it applies to us Matters Because if not You open yourself up To complications Of these seducing spirits Because what Christ is simple like he was saying, it gives you that, it's so simple and it makes so much sense that the mind is so corrupt that you say, no, it can't be, it can't be that simple. Hmm. So you got these groups like the Mark rise that they got to go all out of their way to try to disprove and refute what we say. The fact that you got to jump through so many hoops to try to disprove this means right. bye, be gone.
1: Right. It and shouldn't you. be that hard to disprove a lie anyways. Right. If it was a lie, it shouldn't be hard at all. To <laughs> right.
3: That, so. Right shouldn't be that complicated you look
1: look at the example too
4: christ wasn't going around attacking anybody like he literally he was defending the gospel that's it he didn't have to sit there and go out and try to attack other other people
3: right because of that simplicity that was there right that simplicity that was there what he needed to do was magnify how the pharisees were leading them astray how uh the foreshadowing or the foretelling the prophecy of northern kingdom coming back into fold like you read in John four
2: mm-hmm. right
3: um he had to magnify that so this is why it says as we have taught right earlier up you read it says as, as we have taught meaning the way that it was presented to you by us because guess what there's going to be a perversion of this that's going to come and it's going to come in the guise of the same way Satan dealt with Eve with subtlety and beguiled her Come on.
4: Or another gospel, which ye have not accepted.
3: He says, man, and then or oh, they may come with another gospel. The gospel means the good news. Hmm. The gospel, when you read uh Luke 1, right, says that the horn of salvation, that he will save his people, right? Um, you read that in Matthew 121, he'll save his people, right, from their sins.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
3: It's all over in the scripture. Read this verse again.
4: For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel.
3: Another gospel. Another gospel. Meaning that all these things were going to manifest themselves. Go ahead. Which ye have not accepted. Which ye have not accepted. He said, look, you already accepted the gospel. You already know what the good news is. So why are you going to let them change the good news to include other nations?
4: Depart from the, uh, what does it say in uh Timothy, some departing. Departing from the
3: faith. Departing from the faith. Yes, right, so it's it's and a lot of times, some will depart from the faith. Right. He says, you received the gospel already. Mm-hmm. So why would you receive another gospel? Why would you receive another gospel that you had not received? Right. That's what, so all these verses are connected in their own way with the simplicity that's in Christ. Was that it you had on that? No, sir. Go ahead.
4: Ye might well bear with him.
3: It says you might well bear with him. Meaning, you gotta rebuke that spirit. You gotta. You can't. You can't accept that type of spirit. You can't accept that kind right. of doctrine. Right. Mm-hmm. It don't mean you. You just take it. Right. It means you better. You better stand. Who's gonna stand up for me against the evil doers? Gird up your loins and defend them. Right. Um, is there another one that says, uh, "Uh, Jesus Christ"? The same yesterday. Yeah. Get me that one too. You know what that is?
4: Hebrews.
1: Hebrews 13. thirteen, got
4: it. The book of Hebrews chapter thirteen and verse eight. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today
3: and forever and forever the same yesterday, the same today and forever. There ain't gonna be no changing these religions. That's a new thing in the earth. Listen, Easter was not celebrated in the scripture. When you read it, uh, and I don't want to get too, I didn't want to get too into it because. I don't like going into like blue letter and all that stuff because some people start, then they'll put too much emphasis on it. But sometimes right. it's good to dip into that. Right. right. Uh, so you're going to go to Acts where it talks about Easter. Woman. Is it 17? Where they mention Easter in Acts is one time that is mentioned in the Bible. Right. Easter.
4: I believe it's around the 20s. 20s. I think it was the 20s. It's like 20s. Is it the
3: 22? 20s? Hold on. I'm going to look it up. 12 and 4 I was, We were all off 12 okay. <laughs> All, he said, he all said, of us There was a, a 20 I thought it was 17 Y'all said the 20s It's alright It's alright I'm the uh, I ain't judging nobody I'm terrible at quoting Uh, But hold on I might not want you to start at 4 Uh. Let me see Okay Read 4 first And then we're gonna jump up Right
4: The book of Acts Chapter 12 and verse 4 and when he had app- apprehended him.
3: Remember, Easter is a Christian holiday now in its modern form, mm-hmm. all right? That's supposed to symbolize the resurrection of Christ. Right. So at this time when you read in Acts, did Catholicism and Christianity were invented yet for them no, to sir. no, it was not, right? It was not for them to come up with that doctrine that is. So Easter was more of the form that we spoke about in the last show. Um with the fake gods and, you know, like Diana was one of them. It's just, they, they, they just change based on the uh, cult of personality of the time, of the zeitgeist of the time. Mm-hmm. And But these things carry forward. When they ascribed Christ, and we'll show the clip again from American Gods. When they ascribed Christ to Easter, that didn't happen yet at this time. There's a reason I'm saying that so that you realize that the way it was translated here in the English from from what it really means... uh. Is not what you think Easter is. In it's modern iteration of what it means. All right, You have to understand the historical context at this time. Easter. In relation to it being a Christian holiday. That meant the resurrection of Christ. Was not around. Well it's not around in the Bible period. But it was not around during this time period. So read verse 4. And then we're going to jump up to verse uh, 3.
4: And when he had apprehended him. He put him in prison and delivered him to four
3: quaternions
4: Quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people.
3: Now, so people see that and they see Easter, Easter. You have Christians that will grab out and say Easter, Easter. Read verse 3.
4: Verse 3. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread.
3: Now, he says, I took Peter during the days of unleavened bread bread mm-hmm. all right he says because it pleased the jews meaning the same ones that uh released uh barabbas and wanted to crucify christ they were they were coming after peter he says it pleased them he says it pleased them so he says them were the days of unleavened bread also known as passover right or Pascha is the word that they'll use when you read it there so read on so it says notice it's saying the days of unleavened bread it says he took peter because them were the days of unleavened bread. Now read.
4: And when he had uh, apprehended him, he put him to prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to
3: the people. Like I said, so I don't want to go into the blue letter and anything like that, but it's just it, basically it means the Passover. He was talking about the Passover. It was just when they translated it, all right, it was off, and then now with the modern iteration of Easter, everybody jumps onto that, right? In the latter days, seducing spirits, and so on and so forth, right? If you go into, like, a Bible that has, like, the the actual um, concordance as far as the strongs, all right, with the with the meaning of the words, it'll tell you. What it means And it means the same thing As if you go into the Old Testament And they mention unleavened bread And the Passover And all of that Mm -hmm. So letting you know that It's not Easter It's not Easter The way you think of Easter That goes to show you How corrupt our minds are That we read the scriptures And we're reading it With those false things In our mind Right We're reading it With those false things In our mind All right. Um I'm I'll read this a little bit with symbols of Easter, and then we'll watch the clip so you can see what I'm saying in regards to this. All right, the simplicity in Christ is that it was Passover.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: What he, what was meant to be written there was after the feast of unleavened bread. Then he would go ahead and release them to the people. Because isn't that what they did with Christ? He says, "You know, it is this custom around this time of year. I release somebody." Right. So he, meaning he was going to do the same thing with Peter. He was going to line it up and say, "You want me to release this guy, or you want me to crucify this
1: guy?" Right. It was the same thing. Can I get one script right Go there? ahead, go ahead. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 on this subject that uh, Deacon is bringing up. Watch this.
4: The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33. Uh-huh. For God is not
1: the author of confusion. So he's not going to say, have no other guys before me, but now you can celebrate Easter. It doesn't work like that. You All got right. Passover, That's it's plain. Mm-hmm. He's not going to say, oh, not, oh we celebrate Easter too. God not the author of confusion. The Bible don't contradict itself. That's just the Negro that contradicted.
3: it. Right. Right, that's exactly right. The Negro contradicts because we were, we were breeded that way so that we can think that way, so mm-hmm. that we can question everything if it comes from one of our mouths, but nothing if it comes from mass Mouth.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? When it comes from 3rd
3: Maccabees. <laughs> bro, it was so funny. He glazed over it so quick. I don't, I don't know if y'all saw that clip. Nah, I didn't see that. Hey, bro, man, I'm going to see if I find it. Maybe I'll post it to y'all, man. You got to see because you got to see the arguments that he was trying to make. He said, so you know, uh you know they'll tell you that there's nowhere in the history that they went into Egypt again with ships, right you read how uh you know we did go back to try to seek Egypt and stuff like that, but we didn't go like slave ships and uh sold on auction blocks that time like that, all right so we know that that's talking about this in the latter days. Mm-hmm. But he goes there because, and then it even just say ships. His point in going to Third Maccabees. (laughs) So first he does it real quick. And he says, you know, so Third Maccabees will tell you. He goes, and it's not canon, but, you know, it's just to get this point. Mm. And he says, Third Maccabees will tell you that uh, when they go to Egypt, something, blah, 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 something Egypt, and they boarded to go back into Egypt. He says, see, boarded, which means a ship. Because if you got on to something, to try to say (laughs) that, that, Deuteronomy 28 and 68 was uh, fulfilled already. Right. And the other thing is that it tells you that they'll be upon your seed forever. Right. They will pursue you and overtake you. Meaning those are action, those are present actionable things that happen. Right. Meaning that there would be various manifestations of those curses throughout our generations. Right. It wouldn't just be a one-time occurrence in those things. But you see how complicated it is that they have to do to try to disprove versus the simplicity of how it just resonates, if it's supposed to resonate with you. Right. right. right? So let me read this here. Symbols of Easter. All right. It says the origin of the English name Easter is not certain, but many think that it derived from the Tetuanic or Anglo-Saxon goddess of spring, Eostre or Easter, which will show the clip. To emphasize some of the scriptures that we wrote out this fact and other aspects surrounding Easter observance such as eggs and bunnies has generated considerable debate concerning the origin of some traditions used in Easter observance mostly since the Reformation right that's the Protestant Reformation which we spoke about when uh, with the seminaries right so it was their way to kind of combat because up until that point Catholicism was just widely accepted. And then the Protestants were the largest ones that started to form resistance against Catholicism so that you wound up with all these different denominations, right? So it says, uh, and especially among evangelicals and low church traditions. We'll deal with the low church, high church thing in a moment. Some argue that Easter is little more than an adaptation of a pagan fertility festival and has little to do with the Christian tradition. This is correct. It's a pagan fertility festival. That's all it is. There's little question that many symbols of Easter have been adopted from various cultures. But this is true for almost all Christian symbols. Because Christianity, in its form as a religion, is bullshit. So, this is why it's true. From, well, it's like the book, The Two Babylons, right? By, uh, I forgot the author's name. Alexander Yes, Alexander Hyssop. And it shows you how... Uh, Catholicism mainly but by extension modern Christianity and all its symbolism and all its holidays really are just modern manifestations of ancient Babylonian and even further back than that um, holidays. So it says uh, so Easter has been adopted from various cultures but this is true almost of all Christian symbols. So this is basically, this is like a Christian site so they're kind of telling on themselves. Including the cross, the sign of the fish is the most unique and original Christian symbols so he's like, The cross Is BS also mm-hmm. In their own thing So this is supposed to be For them to try to explain Christianity And it's just Cutting up Christianity But this has always Been the case Since the days of Abraham And Moses Not true uh-huh. That is God's people Have always used symbols With which they were familiar From the surrounding culture And then infused them With new meaning To commemorate and worship God They never If you read that In the scripture They never Took the other nation's idols and tried to make them of the most high. They just flat out, we just, well, we just flat out worshiped their gods.
1: Right.
3: It was never to say, look, this is of the most high. This is the most high God. Mm-hmm. That's a perversion.
1: I was about to say, that's that persuasion right that's there. That's
3: that. And you see how subtle they drop yeah, that in there? yeah. And you would say, yeah, we did take a lot of pagan symbols from the other nations and everything like that. But if you really look at the history, we never, basically, we were always realistic and knew we were worshiping other gods. Right. It was never that we made them the one true God.
1: No.
3: That's, that's, that's the white man's invention. No, you would never find that. No, you won't. You will not see that in the history. So that's that persuasion. That's that seduction. So it says uh, in the process the symbols are radically transformed into a means to express faith in the only true God in spite of their pagan origins No, that's not what the Israelites did That's what Esau did and all the other nations in their crafty council to try to destroy us All right, Such sacred Old Testament institutions as animal sacrifice, circumcision, temple worship, the priesthood, and prophets Even names for God, like El, were all adapted from pre-existing counterparts in Canaanite religious practice. Again, false. Right? You look biblically, that's false. Even the rituals of Passover itself were adapted from two pre-existing Canaanite festivals associated with fertility. One celebrating the spring birthing of livestock, the day of Passover, and the other celebrating the early barley harvest, the week-long feast of unleavened bread that begins on Passover. See the festival of Passover. So you see how they try to take this and uh pervert it. Why do we celebrate Passover? To acknowledge the the mighty miracles that the Most High did in redeeming us out of the hand of our enemies as we were caught up like them. This is why the scripture so so are, are they saying when you read about the new Passover, all right, as in Jeremiah, right, where it talking about the next mm-hmm. Pass. are they saying then that that's going to be based on some modern Bread festival or something like that? Mm. Maybe maybe it's going to be based on, like, the farmer's market thing for, like, a
1: week. And a Negro would take this and run with it and won't believe in the Bible. No, he'd be like, yes. you know what? That's, too, that's Canaanite anyways. Y'all yeah. worshiping the Canaanite. But that's guy. exactly what they'll do.
3: That's exactly. What? But they'll do it to justify their lust and right, their sins. Because right, right. that's really where the hiccup is, is when you have to alter your behavior yes, of what they've grown accustomed to, of what's attractive to them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, where we at? Uh, the next, we're in that paragraph This simply suggests that the origin of the name Easter Or other aspects Of uh, The Easter celebration Are probably not as important As how those symbols have been transformed By a worshipping community Or what is actually celebrated by the symbols and event. So this is basically that, that BS to say Well it don't matter that it was based on that stuff Because this is why we do it now
1: mm-hmm. hmm.
3: That's essentially what they say uh, Where we at? You lost me Okay that does not mean that all elements should automatically be accepted uncritically or without question as to their Christian connection. And it certainly should encourage us to emphasize clearly, especially to children, what we are actually celebrating and the meaning of the symbols and to do so deliberately and with purpose. Easter is not a celebration of the coming of spring. So it's letting you know, get the children and they're going to know or people are going to get them hip to that bunnies and all this stuff don't make sense. So it's saying, emphasize to them why we celebrate it now. And this is why a grown person will be conditioned to tell you that it's the same answer right. that they give you. Yeah. When you're out there dealing with family, when you're dealing with people in the streets, and when you're, when you're discussing this, they all give. It's like they're programmed. Mm-hmm. They literally are programmed. It's the same response that they'll give you. It's for the, Well, that's not why I keep it. It's basically what this guy just said. That's not why I keep it. I keep it because of this, this, and this, and that's what's important.
1: We just heard the sisters like, it's my tradition.
3: Right. <laughs> no no rhyme or reason. Yeah. It's my tradition. Yeah. So as if that's somehow more effective, your tradition is that you're going to freaking burn in a lake of fire forever <laughs> if you don't repent. So it says... Uh, it, but neither should it allow us to adopt a negative or hypercritical attitude toward the event So that people should who should be hearing our witness to the grace and power of God at work in the world Bringing hope and the promise of renewal mid endings Only hear grumbling and carping So this is a Christian page that aims to educate And he's letting you know that yeah, it's BS And mm-hmm. yeah, it's gathered from a lot of other different stuff
1: mm-hmm.
3: But Don't say nothing don't say nothing. Focus on why we keep it and why we do it.
1: Can I get one script real quick? Go three? ahead, brother. Uh, bring Job it up. Job 14 and 4.
3: Man. Bring it out, this bro. Bring confused. it up. I'm confused reading this. <laughs> so
1: that's this. because
3: you're enlightened. You have the simplicity of Christ. Yeah, it's
1: just like. You're right. It say his words are smooth as butter. That's that's Esau for you. Watch this.
4: The Book of Job chapter 14 and verse 4. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? How
1: can you say this idolatry custom is clean now? That we can do it. And we can celebrate it. Mm-hmm. We should uh, obey God rather than men. That's so you exactly can't, it. You can't bring an unclean thing and right. make hey. it clean.
3: Yeah, you messing up with the damn man. What are you guys doing? Stop moving on. See, now you lost the whole thing. Look, you don't even know where we at. Ah, there you go. <laughs> That's that spirit from
4: the article. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Whoever's scrolling around there, all right. You letting the subtlety of of Satan get on you, all right? Stop. <laughs> Easter should be the most openly joyful time Of celebration of the church year Celebrated against the background Of the shadows and darkness of Lent and Holy Week This season truly becomes A living expression of the hope That God has brought unto the world Through the death and resurrection of Jesus Since this hope of renewal And new life, both present and future Is at the heart of the good news That the church is commissioned to proclaim And live in the world Show me a scripture where God said Celebrate my son's resurrection Right. It doesn't say that anywhere. All right. He said, continue keeping Passover, continue keeping Pentecost and all the high holy days that I gave you from the beginning. Uh, What possible avenue proclaiming the good news should be utilized. No doubt that is why many traditionally non-liturgical churches are increasingly recovering the value of the various traditions of the Easter season as a means of bearing witness to their faith. I'm going to tell you what that means. They came door to door to my house, dropping off little freaking things to go to their church, like little postcards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, So that, that's the thing that they're doing to try to push people. Come to Easter. Come to he is risen. He is risen. All this other stuff. Um, seen as proclamation, the various aspects of worship during the season can become vehicles for God's grace and transforming work in the world and among his people. Get the hell out of here. Scroll down. Scroll down don't need to read no damn easter prayer and then they have uh all the easters up until 2020 at this at that time so now let's go to the clip from american god so you can see he basically everything that we just read shows itself in that clip
1: shalom israel this is bishop nathaniel i want you to know that you can view all our sabbath classes live On IUIC TV That's right I said on IUIC TV Download the app today Come here sweet
2: shadow Allow me to impart some wisdom There's far too many secret societies out there They have no loyalty And no love Stop So
3: you know when she says there's far too many secret societies That's That's the seducing doctrines That's the philosophies that are out there There's something out there to entice you for anything, for you to just, uh, even among, uh, Israelites, right? Mm -hmm. There's a camp that that'll that'll, uh, cater to whatever your whims are out there, right? Go ahead.
2: Change from barely competent to deeply dangerous.
3: Stop. She says some of them are barely competent to deeply dangerous. So you know you got the super bum camps that it's like man they barely competent. They no threat. To some that they're they're a little more nuanced and they'll actually. Seduce our people as well And destroy them as well Right So it's not just talking about uh, Catholicism and everything else Talk about uh, Israelite camps and stuff too Go ahead
2: Sound like one of us I'm not one of you Oh yes Mm -hmm. you are It was forgotten As unloved And as unremembered As any of us I'm doing just fine Stop
3: So she's supposed to represent Eostre Like we read Or Easter Right Mm -hmm. Uh, Also known as Diana Um, What was the fertility one in Egypt? Uh Sennarames, you
1: know
3: what you're talking about. Was it Sennarames? Oh, you said in Egypt. In Egypt, Isis was it? Was it Isis? Was the the fertility one? I know they said it at Passover. I forgot, oh, but God. it's all the same. It's all the same, right? They there's just been different names throughout throughout history. So she represents that, and then uh, the other character is supposed to be Odin. All right, from from Norse mythology. All right, if you're not familiar with the show, it's actually a really good show. There are some graphic scenes and things like that. And I don't just mean violence. There's, you know, some sexual nature type of things or whatever. But, I mean, that's thrown in your face all over the place. There's definitely a lot of uh, spiritual value to the show, in my opinion, uh, if if you're rooted in this, to see certain things. But it's basically like they put on Front Street all the BS about all the stuff. Basically, the whole show's about idolatry. Right. Mm -hmm. Even when it starts, like the opening scene, it shows a totem with all types of symbolism. You know, get the opening scene next, all right? Like the opening credits of of the show. See if you can find that too. But go ahead, play this. Happy Easter.
2: Christ has risen. Hello, boys. You were before these guys. You see that?
3: Happy Easter. Christ has risen. right. So she's basically embodying what we just read, not only in the scriptures, but what we read in the website that we were looking at. That it don't matter that that's what it is. It still gets the attention that it deserves. Mm-hmm. So she's, Easter's supposed to be her day, right? And as he goes on, he'll explain it and he'll talk about the prayers that they're, that that uh, Christ gets versus her. Because the, the show's premise is they have power so long as people pray to them. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's like, but you don't get the prayers. And she's like, look, I'm doing fine. Easter's still a major holiday. I'm still getting shine. I'm still here. I'm still alive. Because mm-hmm. the whole premise is that if people start praying to them, they die the gods mm. right meaning they're forgotten so it goes with what we just read about how um it don't matter that it's those traditions you know you still keep it and just change it to what you know they say they celebrate it for now too and it's not the first time that's happened they've celebrated it differently throughout history mm-hmm. all right but it, it still represents fertility and spring and all of that stuff all right but go ahead
2: until the day that jesus christ crawled out of his stinky old grave Folks would paint eggs with dandelions and paprika for her to exchange as gifts at the first sign of spring in her name, Astara.
3: Stop. So he said until he—he's he's just doing, doing it funny here with dialogue. He says until he crawled out of his stinky old grave. Mm-hmm. But that goes into what I was saying when we read in Acts that Easter at that time, there was no Easter in relation to it meaning that Christ was risen. Right. That was a new thing. So he's basically saying that until the Reformation, until they said, let's subscribe it to this white Jesus. All right. If it was celebrated, it was celebrated like this. And they did. They painted eggs, the flowers even. Mm -hmm. He said it was all in honor of her for new beginnings. All right. Go ahead. They still
2: do. They still do. On my festival days, they still feast on eggs and rabbit and candy.
3: And they do it in my name. See? She says they still do. It don't matter that uh, it's because they say Christ is risen. She said they still do it in my name.
1: They still feast on eggs and rabbit and candy. That's that receive another spirit right
3: there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly what that is. And she says that's that re- receiving another spirit. Mm. Right? Another gospel. Another Christ another doctrine and she says they still do it in my name come on
2: my dear i've no doubt that millions upon millions exchange tokens and observe the rituals of your festival all down to the hunting of the hidden eggs but does anybody pray in your name do they say it in worship oh they mouth your name hmm, but they've no idea what it means none whatsoever Same every spring. You do all the work, he gets all the prayers. What has gotten into you? I feel terrible about this. No, no. It's her day. (laughs) You took it. You crucified her day. When they started following you, everybody else got burned in your name. Happy fucking Easter. (gasps) Uh,
3: (laughs) So he said, everybody, you took it all from all of us. When it became about you Everybody else got burned But They still keep Iterations of it They still keep those The show shows Like the different uh, Cultures And the different things They do to still keep These type of things going And so on and so forth So what's going into that Do you have the opening scene? So you can see the totem And stuff like that All the idolatry That's everywhere Oh Ishtar The Egyptian one was Ishtar She also goes by another name I can't remember Another name. All the idolatry symbolisms, right? All the idolatry symbolisms. But then they have a totem towards the end and you'll see. Yeah, there's an intro to the show. Drugs. That's, that's Judaism, because that's, that's a Niagara. War drugs, media, uh, I forgot what the other stuff is Egyptian stuff, yep. This one's to be like vegans and everything else. You know, like all these different things that are that are worship. Uh, cars. Uh, All and then, see, so it's basically one big totem So all those symbols that we saw is one big totem pole hmm. Of all that idolatry, right? Of all that idolatry, go ahead Yep, see the eagle up there Letting you know that the eagle is the architect of all those lies and all that BS. That's the beguiling of Satan that it got all people set up in that in that in that nonsense, right? And remember the thing is, get me that in Deuteronomy four, uh, is it does it start at fifteen where he talks about I didn't come in any type of image or whatever. All right, all right. Yes, and then and then we're gonna read that and I wanna get down to the point where he says he made that stuff for the other nations. The difference between us and them is that he made those things specifically for them. So they're supposed to keep those things. They're supposed to move in that spirit. We shouldn't envy the oppressor and we shouldn't choose any of his ways, the scripture says.
4: Go ahead. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, and verse 15. Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire.
3: Right. So again, here we go. Take heed. Beware. These different words. He says, you didn't see any matter of similitude when I spoke to you, Moses, all right, out of the midst of the fire. There's a reason for that. Come on.
4: Lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image and the similitude of any figure.
3: Notice the word they use there. Remember, it said that uh, it, the, the corruptible, like it'll corrupt your mind mm-hmm. in the simplicity of that's in Christ. Mm-hmm. It says you will corrupt yourselves lest you make a gra- I didn't I didn't come to you. So when they say. That uh, the Israelites and that and that website we read said that we took the pagan symbols and everything else and incorporated it into the God of Israel. That's not true, because it says I didn't do that. Because if you make any graven image or any similitude, right? Come on,
4: lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you any graven image, the similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air. The likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground. The likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth.
3: Right. Notice it says the fish. And, and, and Christianity talking about the fish. He was saying that the fish is like the purest thing. Right. They right. made a pagan symbol out of a fish.
4: Do you notice this verse, literally it covered the uh, the fish from Christianity. Uh-huh. The winged fowl is the eagle. Uh-huh. It, it goes into literally all of these are the what we just yes. watched.
3: Yes. Yes. Hey, exactly. All the symbols that we just saw there. And then he goes even further, right? Because they showed the spaceship. As a symbol of idolatry, okay. right? Because that would make us think about the stars and heaven and all of that stuff. Come right. on.
4: Verse 19: Unless thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the hosts of heaven, shouldest be driven to worship them. And serve them, which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven.
3: Right. So he's letting you know here that all those things he divided to the other nations. So all these different cultures that have that, I guess this is a representation of that that type of totem. All these different cultures that have that, that's for them. And notice they showed a nine branch menorah to let you know it's a distortion, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with the menorah. And the main premise of these graven images is that worshiping them, right? Mm. Um, what's that? Uh, it, I'm I'm paraphrasing it where it says uh about worshiping the cre. It's like worshiping the creation more than the creator. Romans yeah, one. Well. Well. Yeah, yeah. Get me that. Get me that. Because what he's telling you here is that unless you see, because when you read all this stuff, why would you worship the creation and not the creator who made all these wonderful things?
1: Right. Yes,
3: sir. Right. You, why would you go to something that he just threw there and made, even though as magnificent as it is and not worship the creator of The like you, that goes to show you how subverted our mind is mm-hmm. when you want to follow after that's rudiments that goes into rudiments. Go ahead. Get that. Where are you?
4: Uh, you got Romans one and then you have verse
3: 20, 20, 25, 25. Let me see that. Go ahead.
4: Read that. The book of Romans chapter one, verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie? And worship and serve the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen.
3: Right. So he goes into like homosexuality and things like that here in that verse, uh, in that chapter. But it goes into the same thing. Right. The the creature is going into you're worshiping the actual things versus the creator himself. And notice he says, who changed the truth of God into a lie? That's the lies that we're seeing there. That's that subtlety that pulls you into that stuff. So this is why I said it's lies that your pastor told you. This is why we have to read this stuff and bring this type of information out. That's why I call them dumb idols. Dumb (laughs) idols, exactly. They can't do nothing. They don't speak. There's nothing there. It's a dumb idol Mm -hmm. because that's creation. Why would you worship the creation more than the creator? Don't make sense. If you really truly appreciate the creation, the host of heaven and all that stuff, then your heart and your mind should be set unto who made it. Right. That's no. it. that's simple. That's <laughs> right? very See that's simple. right, right. But everything else is complex, right? Everything else is more complicated right. in how they bring that stuff out. Uh let me see what else we got from that from that webpage to go over. What else do we got? All right, no, I don't want to do low church and high church yet. All right, let's do this. We might not I don't know, we might not get to the native thing or maybe we'll start on it. I don't know, we'll see cuz I'm I'm almost done after on this part of it after we done so the days of the holy week all right because some of us didn't even know what the hell we were worshiping when we looked at that stuff so let's look at this the days of the holy week so he brings them all down right uh, so palm or passion sunday all right you have uh they call i didn't even know what's called that monday thursday good friday everybody knows about that and then holy saturday and then Sundays, Easter.
4: Saturday or Sabbath is always holy, right? Right. The
3: Sabbath is always holy, right? You see how they throw that in your face too. They kind of get you there with that. Um, get, uh, read read that for me. Why don't you read that for me? The you want me to start at Holy Week? Yeah, start at Holy Week.
4: Holy Week is the last week of Lent. The week immediately preceding Easter or Resurrection
3: Sunday. Lent's another thing that's not in the Bible. Let's hold that real quick. Go to go to the Lent wiki page
1: that we got. Yeah, what so is that? I, that? I don't know what that is. Yeah,
3: let's go to Lent. So that starts with Catholicism. Let's go to Lent. Can you make that a little bigger? Okay. Go ahead, read that.
1: Lent uh,
4: is a solemn religious observance in the Christian litur- liturgical. liturgical calendar commemorating the 40 days Jesus spent fasting in the desert.
3: Hey, I'm telling you, man, that's why when he read what he, <laughs> he said a, he said to do four 415, man, I can't I can't show you nothing. I can't right, show you any right. type of form that you can recreate. Right. He said because he said I came as fire because like, you know, how dumb is it that you go worship fire The fire burn out? You know what I'm saying? He said, I came as fire.
1: He know his creation.
3: Right, he know his creation. <laughs> right. know his creation. Let Supposedly commemorates the forty days that Jesus spent fasting in the desert, but they won't fast a the damn. They don't even fast right. Okay, mm. they, they 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 their fasting is uh. Okay, uh, I'm gonna abstain from meat, or uh, I'm not gonna have sweets for for 40 days. Or <laughs> I my aunt did that. Yeah, I, have a I knew fast. people. Yeah, in social media, I knew people that were like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get on social media for for 40 days for Lent. I seen people do that. <laughs> wow. And then, hey, I'm back, y'all.
4: <laughs> they think they're giving up something that they.
1: That joy daily, but, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not afflicting your soul, no. Though,
3: that's not afflicting your soul, right? Water fast, like you say, but it'd be easy to fast with, if you could just drink water, or coffee, or whatever man, it is. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. nah, it's not, it's not because it's not even really the hunger with the fast. A lot of times, it's that water, bro. Like, if you, if you could just throw some water back, man, you go a few days, right. you, you manage that thing, you know. I'm right. not saying it'd be easy, but you'll manage that thing, you know. So it says, uh Go ahead. 40 days of Jesus spent fasting in the desert. 40
4: days Jesus spent fasting in the desert and enduring temptation by Satan. So,
3: yeah, I got to give up chocolate because that's the temptation of Satan. Mm. Bum, that's the stuff that people give up for Lent. Yeah, I'm not going to do chocolate. I'm not going to do social media. I'm not going to do all this other stuff.
4: Come on. According to the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, before beginning his public ministry.
3: So, you see how they word that where they'll make you think that Lent is in the Gospels? Mm-hmm. It's real subtle how they put all that together, right? It says Lent. It starts with Lent as the topic of that sentence. This is one long sentence, all right? Right. And then it says, according to the Gospels. No, according to the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he spent 40 days fasting. Right. And nothing about commemorating Lent, all right? Again, that's the the subtlety. That's the beguiling. Come on. Lent is observed in the Anglican
4: Anglican Eastern Orthodox Lutheran (laughs) Methodist. Methodist and Mor- Moravian. Um Oriental, Orthodox, Persian, United,
3: Protestant, and Roman Catholic traditions. See, I didn't know that. I only thought it was a Roman Catholic thing, but as I read this, I said, oh, it's a lot of denominations that actually uh, subscribe to Lent.
4: All
3: right? Come on.
4: Some Anabaptists, Baptists, Reformed, including certain Continental Reformed Presbyterian and Congregationalist churches and non-denominational Christian churches also observe Lent, although many churches in these traditions do not.
3: So they can't even be on one accord with their whole Christian doctrine. And notice, and that's not even all the denominations. You see all those denominations there that they got? Mm -hmm. And some of them do Lent and some of them don't. It's crazy, bro. It's madness.
4: Go ahead. (laughs) Which days are enumerated as being part of Lent? differs between denominations see below although in all of them lent is described as lasting for a total duration of 40 days in lent observing western churches Lent begins on Ash Wednesday and ends approximately six weeks later.
3: I don't even remember what Ash... Can you just highlight it? Don't click on it. See what it says. Uh, Ash Wednesday is a holy day of prayer and fasting in many Western Christian denominations. It's preceded by Shrove Tuesday and falls on the first day of Lent. I don't even remember why, but I remember getting the little ashes. You would I've go heard, to church. I've heard and that. Seen it. I've You would go yeah. to church and get the little ashes. No, I used to... I mean, like I said, I was Catholic, so I used to get... But I, I, I'm thinking about it now. I don't even remember why they told us. Yeah. We, 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 we had to do that. And you walk around with the freaking ashes on your
4: head. Shrove Tuesday. That's like Thirsty Thursday. What is that? Thirsty, <laughs> thirsty Thursday. Thursday. Like, yeah, yeah, Taco Tuesday. Come on. <laughs> Wednesday and ends approximately six weeks later, depending on Christian denomination and local custom. Lent concludes either on the evening of Monday, Thursday, or at sundown on Holy Sap- Saturday, when the Easter vigil is celebrated what is that though or through no. though in either case lenten fasting observance are ma- maintained until the evening of holy saturday sundays may or may not uh, be excluded depending on the denomination in eastern churches whether eastern orthodox eastern lutheran or eastern catholic lent is observed continuously Without interruption for forty days, starting on Clean Monday (laughs) and ending on Lazarus Saturday before Holy Week.
3: There's so much BS and confusion Uh, in this stuff, man. Talking about Clean Monday and Lazarus Saturday. What are they? What bro? They bug the hell out. Come on. Uh, Lent is Lent is
4: a period of grief that necessarily ends with the great celebration of Easter. Thus, it is known in Eastern Orthodox circles as the as the season of bright sadness greek
3: you know you, you yeah,
4: the purpose on. of lent is the preparation of the believer for easter through prayer uh mortifying
3: the flesh mortifying the flesh <laughs> the scripture talks about mortifying your members when it talks about very specific types of behaviors mm-hmm. not freaking let me give up social media let me give up uh ice cream let me give up chocolate let me give up People grasping at straws.
1: And here's the BS. They're not gonna do that for 40 days, no way. Nah, this baby. is for show. Yeah,
3: is it is. Show. Yeah, it is for show. It is for show. Come on. Uh,
1: preparation
4: of the believer for Easter through prayer, mortifying the flesh, repentance of sins, alms giving, <laughs> simple living, and self denial.
3: My goodness.
4: In Lent, many Christians commit to fasting as well as giving up certain luxuries in imitation of Jesus Christ's sacrifice. During his journey into the desert for 40 days, this is known as one's Lenten sacrifice.
3: Unbelievable. Let uh, me see if there's anything else you want there. Uh, uh,
1: this will happen when the Bible and the wrong person handled it. Yeah, bro, I'll tell bro. you that, man. Look at all the
3: different customs associated with that stuff Shrove Tide, Mardi Gras, pre Lenten fasting, Lenten Black Fast, Daniel Fast.
4: Yeah, I've heard of the Daniel yeah, Fast. Yeah,
3: I've heard of the Daniel Fast, Lenten Supper. Abstinence from meat, sexual, abstinence. sexual abstinence, specific fasting.
4: It should be that way anyway because you're not supposed to have sex before marriage,
3: exactly. Man. Right, damn, that gonna show you how wicked they
4: are.
3: Roman thought. look, and then they got all the different. What were you gonna say, uh, soldier?
4: Hey, I was gonna say, I remember being in college, um, we used to have this Edomite pastor that would come around campus around this time because I went to. It's a PWI, but it was a lot of Jake there. Uh-huh. And he would only come around around the time of Lent to try to, like, get everybody to, you know, I'm going to put this away, especially the athletes. Mm. He would always come after the athletes. You <laughs> mm-hmm. so know, that, that just goes to show they spread that stuff.
3: Everywhere. Yeah, big time, big time. All right, go back to where we were with, uh, we don't need the Lent thing with the other article that we were at.
4: Where he compared, he compared the uh, the Lent. To Christ Like them giving up Game Boy for 40 days Is like Christ's sacrifice
3: yeah. Yeah. Right Bro you see that's, how trivial They make that
1: That's wild I thought Paul said I gotta die daily
3: Bro my man Bro, bro. bro Christ was in the desert The desert
1: Right
3: It's dry yeah. It's hot Right We live in the desert Right Right <laughs> There was no air conditioning Right It's dry It's hot Mm and the whole while Satan was with him hanging out, just tempted him every day, and you talk about giving up game Boy is, is symbolic of you still eating giving up Facebook are you with mom she thinking about dinner. doing the daniel fast is 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 equivalent to that right that's supposed to bring you closer. See that's why you gotta true repentance right <laughs> pure repentance, like I said, true religion, like when I did that class, mm-hmm. it goes into putting that stuff off, putting off that old man for good, mm. not just for forty days, not just for forty days. Where were we on this? We have, we had said Lent. Okay,
2: go ahead.
4: You want me to start? As it, it is observed in many Christian churches as as a time to commemorate and enact the suffering, passion, and death of Jesus through various observances and service services of worship. While some church traditions focus specifically on the events of last week of Jesus' life, many of the liturgies symbolize larger themes that mark jesus entire ministry observances during the week range from daily liturgical services and churches to informal meetings in homes to participate in a christian version of the passover Cedar. so
3: they won't keep passover but they'll emulate in some churches and denominations the passover meal mm-hmm. that christ had so you see how they they know they know what went down we don't we don't have time for to do it in this show but the, the days of when Christ died and rose mm-hmm. and it's not Sunday, like they said, my point being, they know they know that that was the Passover meal and how all that stuff went. So mm-hmm. it goes that subtlety, that that deceit, that seduction to make you keep something. That, how much more complicated they had to make it for you to follow after this BS. Uh, go ahead.
4: In, in Catholic tradition, the conclusion to the week is called the Easter tr- tritum. Uh, A tritum is a space of three days, usually accompanying a church festival or holy days that are devoted to special prayer and observance. Some liturgical traditions, such as Lutherans, simply refer to the three days. The Easter tritum begins Thursday evening of Holy Week with
3: Eucharist. So that's the little that's the little wafer that they give you. Little cookie wafer And you go up And then you drink the wine And everything And it's supposed to represent when It's supposed to represent Like how we break bread right. right But they don't read that scripture Like that or nothing Like they'll take excerpts of it Right Like they'll say This is my body Which is broken for you That's that's, But they won't read the scriptures And talk about Examine yourself And none of that stuff like that Everybody just goes up And take the The, the little cracker The little wafer mm-hmm. It's
1: crazy They got the uh, Lent means 40th day But you got Pentecost it's Right The 50th day Right Right. You won't do that one either. But they won't do that one either.
3: No. Come on.
4: Uh, Holy Week with you, Christ, and concludes with evening prayers, Easter Sunday. Increasingly, an evangelical churches that have tended to tended to look with suspicion on traditional high church observances of Holy Week are now realizing the value of Holy Week services, especially on Good Friday.
3: All right. So... Get the one that says low church and high church because, in the interest of time, I want to make sure that that comes out so people are aware of that. And then we can always go back to the days, right? It's The, the days are just more for more awareness. The hell with all their BS. But low church and high church, all right? So this is speak amongst themselves where they even acknowledge um, the difference in how they operate and the supposed education and lies that they get all right uh let me see what i want uh isaiah 29 Yeah, i think it's 29 that i want to go to all right just have it ready we're not gonna we're not gonna go to it just yet uh so go ahead read that low church and high church
4: low church and high church evangelical protestants sometimes become offended when they hear that
3: they are from a low church tradition right so there's certain denominations that the big major religions and their pastors and their mega churches call the low church all right um they'll use terms like low church this is this is internally you don't really hear this outside like like the common congregant in Christianity, we'll not hear this information. Right. But among their pastors and their church leadership, they have this division, and they're called the low church and the high church. The highest church is, like, the Catholic church, and then you have, like, the major Christian churches, mm-hmm. right? These are ones that they have some structure of education, some some seminary, some theology school, and then you have the low church, which are a lot of these self-taught uh, people that just said, hey, let's come right. together and do something. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, read that.
4: Low church tradition. Indeed, in some cases, those from more liturgical traditions use that term in a pe-
3: pejorative.
4: pejorative way to mean less sophisticated or uneducated.
3: Remember that part, because when we read in Isaiah 29, which says, one that's learned, one is not learned. Notice the terms that it uses here. All right. So for years, right, this scripture was broken down to us the correct way, as it still is to this day. And it was always said that those were learned were seminary theology school and those unlearned were like your common typical pastor. And now we have Christianity actually showing you that and letting you in a little bit into this through this webpage here,
4: right? But then Protestant and evangelicals are not beyond throwing around the term high church to mean less spiritual than we.
3: Right. So when when the mega churches and Catholicism and them, those that have like a structure of Education and require college degrees and theology and things like that talk about low church is using a pejorative way meaning it's used in a a byword negative type of way meaning less sophisticated derogatory Mm -hmm. less sophisticated or uneducated and then they'll in turn use high church to mean they're like not spiritual Mm -hmm. that it's all about show and whatever which which is not too far off with a lot of this stuff but they have these derogatory terms for each other within their whole uh, religion, right? Come on.
4: The fact is, neither term in itself carries any of those negative connotations. Yeah, uh
3: uh-huh, come on.
4: Low church is a neutral term that simply describes a type of worship that does not follow a prescribed order of service, that does not follow certain liturgical patterns, and does not make use of developed ritual, ceremony, or worship account accounterments
3: like vestments. Right, so... The last church that I was a part of Before I just kind of Closed my bible And and said the hell with all these religions And things like that Was a non-denominational church mm-hmm. That was a dyke that I'm sorry damn I can't say that Damn I'm gonna get They're gonna cut us off Cause I use that term She was a lesbian Alright and, and I call it the gay church It was in Chelsea in New York Alright Cause I mean there was straight people there But there was a lot of gay people too And uh, she would mix elements of the scriptures with uh, with Taoism and Taoism and all types of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was a feel good church. It was like going to a counseling session. And I remember we would sit there. One of my favorite parts at the time, I remember distinctly, is that we would go and then they would do this thing where they would turn the lights down real low and everybody would hold hands. And you would sit there and you would say something like, I forgive myself and I forgive others and all this other stuff. And you would get full of all this emotion and all this stuff. And the lights were low and they'd put like some little chancy music and you would feel it and everything. And then the lights would come on and you rejoice and you're fine. And we would go out and have breakfast and spend the day in the park and all this other nonsense right and they go right back to all the bs i was in the club the night before all mm. types of craziness and stuff like that Man, i feel and better bro
1: that's their seducing spirit hell right? yeah that's what <laughs> got, it was Low-key,
3: they got marvin gay in the background bro right? and then you would go out and but when before you would leave they would have all these um philosophical self help books and all these different things When you was your first time there They would give you like a CD Of certain sermons And stuff like that mm-hmm. Man I'm telling you That stuff would move you man mm-hmm. That stuff would move you With emotion And all types of stuff like that And I remember So that was a low church Because they wasn't They didn't really have ritual mm-hmm. Like the way traditional churches did And things like that Alright mm-hmm. Go ahead read on. You Web- got something you want to bring up? No you can keep going Go ahead
4: From Webster's Dictionary Low church 1710 Tending ESP And, and Anglican Dang. Anglican worship to minimize emphasis on the priesthood, sacraments and the ceremonial in worship and often to emphasize evangelical principles. Right. So
3: another church like that that I felt familiar with was when I was in basic training in the military. And uh, I remember, I, you know, I would always put down Catholic, even though I wasn't. I hadn't attended the Catholic church in years. You know, they asked you your religion. And I remember we had the option to go to service on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody telling me, they said, bro, you go to the Catholic service. You can fall asleep. It's dry as hell. They said, yo, come to the Protestant service. Mm. They said they play music. It's upbeat and everything like that. So, so Protestant is also a form of like, uh, a low church, mm-hmm. because you know they had a band, and and that was another one. I was there crying. You all stressed and tension from freaking basic training, and then you go to the freaking church, and you're like, uh, freaking crying your eyes out. Anyway, go ahead. By
4: contrast, high church, 1687, tending E.S.P. in Anglican worship to stress the sac sacred total uh, priestly liturgical ceremonial oh, no, uh,
3: sacerdotal, which sacerdotal. is priestly, yeah. Like in Spanish, you would say uh, uh, sacerdote. That means priest. Okay. So that's the Latin for it, sacerdotal.
4: Got it. Right? Sacerdotal, priestly, liturgical, ceremonial, traditional, and Catholic elements in worship. So the two terms simply describe attitudes, forms, or theologies of worship, those traditions that follow more priestly models, ranging from Catholic to Anglican, Or those that tend to follow a more liturgical form of worship in which the service is structured around a theology of word
3: and table. So, uh, again, we won't have time to go into it in detail, but theology of word and table goes into the way you see a lot of these non-traditional, I would say non-traditional, where they don't have all that ceremony like they said where they'll read one scripture and then they'll tell you like this whole story about mm -hmm. stuff and Mm -hmm. this that and the other so it's word and table right that's how they that's how they do it so it's not really an emphasis on going precept upon precept as much as it is to take a scripture and then tell a nice story where they make you laugh and all this other stuff like that right come on uh
4: ranging from lutheran to some Methodist and considered high church Many of American-born traditions or those that reacted to the formality of other traditions, such as the Quakers and Puritans, adopted a low-church approach to worship in which spontaneous Spontaneity Spontaneity Was emphasized in matters Ranging from prayer to sermon
3: Right so again Whatever felt good Whatever okay We're not gonna go with this Traditional construct And these catechisms And all this other stuff All right. So they, they acknowledge the differences In what they do there But remember It's seen as a pejorative Or a uh, derogatory term when they refer to each other in this way. Come on.
4: The differences between these two approaches to worship emerge from the Protestant Reformation. Many commonly understand the Reformation to be a theological revival (laughs) from the Protestant perspective or a schism within the
3: church over
4: theological differences
3: that's really what it was and they said listen we want to branch out and do this that and the other and you guys are caught up in this stuff we want to tell these lies and you want to keep telling these lies basically Mm -hmm. but we want to change that out right go ahead
4: from the catholic perspective while that is certainly true on one level those theological differences were interwoven with other issues including the nature of worship while the While the Protestant confessions that emerged from the Reformation dealt with the theological issues, they also attempted to define the church in distinction from Catholic practices of worship that that were seen at best as improper and at worst as heretic.
3: So basically, they said, wait a second, we're tired of doing this Babylonian stuff. Let's go and do our own thing and try to emphasize, you know, white Jesus in this way, this, that, and the other. All right. That's all I wanted on that part. Let's go back to the holy piece again. All right. Go back to the holy days that they were talking about.
4: That seducing goes into these big words they keep putting in this article. Okay, so all right. right, yeah. We right. Yeah,
3: Big time, bro, yeah, the way they hit you with some of that stuff, right? So that's the difference between low church and high church. Let's read this in Isaiah twenty nine so you can understand what it's speaking about here. Let's start at uh eleven. The
4: book of uh, Isaiah, chapter 29, and verse 11. Actually, start at 10. Verse 10. For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes, the prophets, and your rulers,
3: the seers, hath he covered. Right. So, God put us to sleep. God is the one that shuttered us. Right? And how did he do that? Through... Uh, he used the other nations To put us in slavery Primarily That was the big one Because we weren't allowed To read anymore mm-hmm. After that right, right. And uh, and Now we didn't have That source and supply That simplicity That's in, in Christ In the understanding Of the scriptures He said The Lord put you to sleep Because it was to serve His end Right mm-hmm. That That we would uh, be cut off from our heritage like you read in Jeremiah 17 and 4 So he poured out that spirit of deep sleep And have closed our eyes The prophets and your rulers the seers Have he covered Until now these last days that thine eyes shall see thy teachers Right mm. So we went on in darkness for a long time Right it Says we will grope at noonday right? right As if in darkness Come on
4: And the vision of all has become unto you As
3: the words of a book It meaning So when it says the vision of all, it's not just talking about prophecies and everything else. It's talking about the sight to actually see. Mm. Remember, he just said above, he said he poured out the spirit of their sleep and he closed our eyes. And he said, but in order for you to see and be woken again, it's come to you in the words of a book. Come on. That is sealed. But it's sealed because that's part. Remember when Christ said, uh. Why do you speak? They said, why do you speak in parables? He said, because unto you it is to know the mysteries right, right. of the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. and not to them. Right? This is the prophecy that that's going into. Come on.
4: Which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it is sealed.
3: So that's like high church, right? That you go, they have these theology, these seminaries. They have all these different things and all this structure. And you say, hey, what does Isaiah 29 mean? Right. And they say, oh, that's not for us right now. That's sealed. What does this mean in Revelation? What does this mean in Daniel or in Ezekiel? Mm. What does this mean about the dietary law? Let's not even get into dark sayings, basic stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, Deacon, I have a story with that. It was a sister. She came up to my house to get my wife an IV because she was pregnant. She uh-huh. was a Gaddai. And she kept bringing up the Bible. I wasn't dealing with her at first. I said, Okay, I, I'm gonna hop in. Now. Yeah, you're just trying to like and then, yeah, this. Right. We ended up on Revelation 21 and 4 about the gate. She said, Oh, see, Revelation's not sealed. I can't, I, we can't go over that. Oh and she goodness. was deep in the church. She said, I, I don't go over Revelation. That's it,
3: bro. That's that's their cop out. That's their cop out mm. to say. So that's what you're reading right here. Read that part again.
4: Read this, I pray thee. And he saith,
3: I cannot, for it is sealed. It says, I cannot, for it is sealed. That's the thing that they'll always tell you. That's sealed. That's sealed. You're not supposed to talk about that. You're not supposed to go into that stuff. That's sealed. I can't deal with that stuff. Come on, man. Come on.
4: And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, read this, I pray thee. And he said, I am not learned.
3: Right? So then it says, so you got the high church and you got the low church. He said, it don't matter that they high, they low, they got whatever denomination they got. They will not be able to unlock the vision, the sight that's in here. Only God can give that increase. That's right. Only God can give that increase. That's right? right. Uh, Paul planted in Apollo's water, mm-hmm. but God gave the increase, the Bible tells you.
4: It's telling you everything else is watered down anyway.
3: Right. Let's get that real quick where he says, where Paul says, uh, I got you. who is Apollo's, who is Paul?
1: Book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 3, and verse 6. I have planted. Apollos water, but God gave the increase, mm, right? So he says, Wait, start at uh, four, start at four, first Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? So when you say, Oh, well, I'm from the Catholic Church, well, you're from the Protestant Church, well, you're from
3: this, or I'm from that, right? Or I represent this, or I represent that, it's, it's the same type of spirit that's there, right? Mm-hmm. He says, are ye not carnal? Meaning you don't
1: understand what we just read in Isaiah 29? That you don't understand the spirituality of this? Come on. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave to every man? Right. So he's saying those
3: people, these, they're just messengers by whom you believe. Not that you believed in them, but it was by them that this word came out. Mm-hmm. That the vision Of this book was able to be brought to you, so that you can say, "No, look, this means this, and that means that." All right. That's in Acts eight when it says, "Understandest thou what thou readest? How can I, unless a man guide me?" He says, "Even as the Lord gave to every man, meaning everybody had a minister that brought them this word. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody had some form or way that a man brought it to you, and brought awareness
1: to you." Right? Did you know what that else goes? So you can't say, Oh, I talk to God, but I don't need man. You no. need man to no. teach, you. Yes. <laughs> God don't right. teach you. Right. You That's exactly
3: man. what it says. Even as the Lord gave to every man, every man as God has woken each of us up who have been able to receive this word, right? I think is is it in Luke where it talks about uh, uh, blessed are your eyes? Yes, because many kings and rulers have desired to know the things that you know and have not known them, mm-hmm. right? So he's telling you everybody had a man that brought this word unto them. But then he goes on to expound upon that, right? Because this is the part. See, people like to jump to this this last part, right? right? Where it says God gives the increase, but they forget the first part. Mm-hmm. That it takes a minister to continue to have that in front of you to keep you in the right track, right? Come on. Damn.
1: Verse 6, I have planted. Apollo's water But God gave the increase But
3: God is the one Because if God is the one That poured the spirit of deep sleep Then it's only God That can open up that No man The creation's not greater than the creator Right So how is it if the creator put us to sleep You think you're going to be able to unlock something If it's not of him
1: Mm.
3: (laughs) Don't make no damn sense That's common sense Come on read
1: Verse 7 So then, neither is it he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Right? So it's meaning, don't think, don't get yourself
3: too big. Don't try to have that mentality like the officer just said. Some people say, yeah, God talks to me. God shows me the scriptures. Right? It says, he that planteth, nor he that watereth, is anything. It's God that gives the increase. Right? It's God that gives the increase. Let's go back to Isaiah 29.
1: And that's why we always say All praises Right After, after class They say all praises All for the Lord, praises the spirit
3: All for praises Yep Yep. Some people like, Oh yeah great class, Great class." Listen all praises Keep that humility Hey cause that stuff Will get you with a big head man mm-hmm. Oh man you know your scriptures Oh man you on point Hey uh I don't know if there's Moderators in the chat I'm seeing We're being spammed With webcam Hot girls and boys Video chat Alright I see message deleted I don't know if you could Excuse me I don't know if you could Boot them Boot them if you have to Hey, see, the devil come real quick, boy. Come on. You want Isaiah 29 and... Read verse 13 now.
4: The book of Isaiah, chapter 29 and verse 13. Wherefore, the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth... And
3: all these different religions and all these philosophies and all these vain deceits and things like Holy Week and all this other nonsense come up.
4: And with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men.
3: Hey, Right. So the, the words will come out. You'll say, yes, I honor Christ. I honor the Most High. I honor this stuff. But he said, you have to understand your fear is taught by the precept of men. Mm. That goes into what we read in Colossians. That goes into what we read in 1 Timothy 4. And it says that those things are rudiments. Those things are vain deceit. Right. It's philosophy. So it's letting you know that that's not a real fear. That's not a genuine thing. That's not going to bring you back to true repentance. Those aren't really your ministers. That's why he he emphasizes this in verse 11 and 12. Listen, you're going to go to somebody that might be of a high church, and they're not going to be able to give you answers. You're going to go to somebody for a low church, and they're not going to be able to give you answers. Come on, read.
4: Verse 14, therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder.
3: Because they thought that they had us dumbed down, right, that we would never wake up from this deep slumber Hmm. because they really believed that it was of their doing. The Most High used them to enact what we just read about putting the deep sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. He used them as the vehicle, as the mechanism to do that. And so they thought, remember, it says that their pomp, Makes them think there's something they sit, they sit as if there is, as if they are God, right. right? On top of us, come on.
4: For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Read. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord.
3: That's that crafty counsel. It says, look, their wise men, all right, their prudent men. It says it's going to be hid. Come on.
4: And their works are in the dark, and they say. Who seeth us and who knoweth us?
3: This is all this BS that, you, that we just read about, all this Holy Week and things like that. They really thought that they'd be able to keep us down and keep the people asleep. Come on.
4: Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay.
3: Right, because what does that mean? Think about that with the potter's clay. is moldable. You can make it whatever you want, right? right? Uh, uh, until it's set. The way it needs to be set by fire, right? Because when you do pottery, it needs to be set by fire. It says it's the potter's clay, meaning you can change it. You can mm-hmm. mold it. It says you're turning of things upside down. You're switching things. You're confusing my people with all this stuff. It says it's going to be easily changed to what it needs to be right side up. Come on.
4: For shall the work say of him that made it. He made me not.
3: Hmm.
4: Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it? He had no understanding. Right.
3: So if I'm a clay vessel, right, and uh, uh, I know that there's a creator, I'm going to say, oh, you didn't make me. I'm in control of my own fate, my own destiny. Meaning, basically, in short, they're saying your hands are too short to box with God. All right. You're not going to be able to overcome that. The thing framed doesn't say, hey, he had no understanding, meaning Uh, he don't know what, uh, how he formed me or what, what my ways are, what my thoughts are, it's going to be very easy for him to change that thing. All right. So although you read all this confusion and all this stuff. You cannot escape from the fact that it still is seducing, that mm-hmm. it still is seductive in that regard. Let's go back to 1 Timothy 4 real quick.
1: Can I say someone that point? Yeah, before? go ahead, go ahead. The, where it says, and he had no understanding. They say that, like you just mentioned, um, with the philosophy. They say, oh, why did God do this? So they start questioning God. Yeah. That's that he has no understanding.
3: He have no understanding. Yeah, why did God do this? They throw that philosophy bomb at you. Go ahead, read
4: this. The book of 1 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1. Now the spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing
3: spirits and doctrines of devils. Right. So member said it would be seducing spirits and his doctrines of devils because a devil's an adversary. It's against what it should be. It's that turning of things upside down. He says, hey, hey, hey. It says, you will see that some people will give heed to those things. That in on that verse? Uh, yes, sir. Go to Colossians 2 and 8.
4: The book of Colossians, chapter 2 and verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world.
3: It's very specific. That's that philosophy. It says, beware, because those things, is like you said, oh, he have no understanding. It's them trying to continue to perpetuate the turning of things upside down, not realizing that God is the one that gives the increase. Mm. So there's nothing that any of those things can come at you to pull you away from the truth of this. Mm. There's nothing that can pull you away from the truth of this, because once God opens your eyes, you're touched, you're changed. You're changed in that way. So you have to understand that 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 warning is. We cannot be complacent with that stuff and think, right, because you look at Catholicism and you look at this high church stuff, but you don't realize that there's a lot of other subtle little things that are thrown at us, that are pushed at us through politics, through different mechanisms that they have there that'll make you feel this. Listen, he's talking to Israelites here and he's saying, beware that these things may happen to you. Read that again from the top.
4: Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. After the rudiments of the world, and not after
3: Christ. You just have to remember that that's your guidepost. That's your that's your uh your, your what do they call it? The lodestar, the north star. That's your compass. Is that it's they're going to take rudiments. They're going to take pieces of that stuff, and it's going to come in so many subtle ways. It'll come in uh, some random book like a third Maccabees or something like that, and make you think, oh. Okay, there we onto something. We got something. Mm. It says it has to be after Christ. It has to be after that simplicity in Christ. All right, Uh, y'all got any other anything else you want to add to that? No sir. All right, I'm gonna leave you with a teaser. We're gonna read the article. That's all. That's all. I I'm not gonna go into all the different dates. Let me just give you a a quick brief. Scroll down. Scroll down. We saw Monty. We saw Palm Sunday. Right. (laughs) So you have Palm Sunday, right? Look, they do little palms and things like that, okay? That's part of Holy Week. Scroll down. They call it Passion Sunday. All right, scroll up. What did it say about Pentecost? All right, the season, uh, the colors are changed to a red palm for Sunday. So so they'll use red palm. None of that's in the Bible. None of that's in the Bible. Come on, scroll down. Uh, Maundy Thursday or Holy Thursday, all right? So you have... uh, Again, they just take this whole thing And they they subscribe all this stuff to days Of false worship Come on, what else they got? It's a lot, lot more into this But it's it's not Glazing over, it's not gonna hurt the essence of the class Keep going, keep going Keep going We gotta go down It'll say something about Good Friday So they call it Good Friday or Holy Friday, right? Uh, That's when they commemorate Jesus' arrest
2: Right? (laughs)
3: that's like this is the day he got locked up Mm. this is the day Boozy got locked up let's (laughs) let's commemorate that come on man seven last words of Christ come on they got all this craziness come on Stations of the Cross damn I remember all that keep going keep going Damn, I had like another picture They show you how they celebrate that stuff Like in Northern Kingdom countries Then you got Holy Saturday Alright And then Easter Sunday Is what they come up with With that So What
1: is the Easter Vigil What
3: is that The Easter Vigil Is uh, Sometimes they'll They'll do it at night Like they basically The watching of When Christ would rise In the morning I think I have heard of Yeah it. That's what they do With the Easter Vigil A lot of BS into this Again remember They have to They have to complicate it Yes <laughs> they 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 go through all these lengths to like because it keeps you like so focused on so many other stuff and understanding other things that you're blinded to the simplicity of the way the scriptures can come out in an attempt for the Most High to be able to give you that increase you know, um, just show the title of the article. I'm not gonna read it. We're about to wrap it up. All right. Show the title of not this. Go back to the to the Native American thing because we did have Native in the title. We'll we'll start the show next week with that. All right. Uh yeah we got that okay so we'll, we'll be we'll be I was gonna go into this but the show just uh took its time as far as this uh South Dakota hotel staff quit in protest after owner bans Native Americans so we're gonna touch on this Lord's will next Wednesday all right um and we'll go into that uh it goes into the Treaty of Laramie there was two of them and we're gonna talk a little bit about Gab we're gonna talk about some of the hypocrisy that ukraine thing save that all right so we can go into that as well that damn the webcam chat thing is back my goodness that's the devil for real uh so we're gonna go into this a little bit and you're gonna see how uh she literally put down like that she she banned native americans uh in in her establishment because the hotel has like a bar and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so she was saying that she don't want natives in there because some of them, the way they get belligerent and things like that. But it was only natives, right? Like, like supposedly like nobody that, else, can, nobody else gets belligerent or anything. These on the there. biggest drunks, yeah, is that, anyways. Is right. That legal though. They can do no, that. no. We'll talk about it. We'll read it. Uh, how they did that stuff and everything like that. So, uh, tune in Saturday. Is the Spanish show Saturday, or is it no, English? Oh, we got English. Okay, so we got the Power Hour on Facebook at the Lost One Forty Four K Saturday eleven a.m. Arizona time, exclusively on Facebook. All right. Uh so make sure you tune in to that. Uh Lawsville will be on next week, uh next Wednesday, seven PM Arizona time. All right, that's ten PM Eastern. Uh please go over to uh iuic phoenix on youtube if you haven't already like and subscribe so you can help us out you see all our social tags there on insta facebook and twitter as well if you could go like and subscribe to that as well and support us out here in phoenix that helps the algorithm so that the people locally that are looking for israelites in phoenix can find us and not some of these uh bhi camps right that got all types of lies and things that aren't there for them all right so um i pray y'all stay in the spirit stay strong all right stay faithful and uh lord's will will be on next week all right so with that we say
1: shalom 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 israel this is bishop nathaniel i want you to know that you can view all our sabbath classes live on IUIC TV. That's right, I said on IUIC TV. Download the app today. Shalom.